Welcome to Better Ways of Being, where we learn how to empower ourselves and consciously take our place in the battles that rage around us and in us every day. Here we focus on building and maintaining stronger, healthier mindsets and emotional resilience. I am your host, Roxanne Lockridge, and I'm excited to be on this journey together as we discover better ways of being. Hi there, welcome, welcome to our series, Dragons in My Kingdom, where we have been learning how to manage our thoughts, especially those negative dragon thoughts, before it messes with your entire kingdom and puts you in a bad mood and gives you results that you don't want. I hope you've been able to apply something that you've heard here that has helped you in some way. And I hope you've been able to teach this to others, especially if you have kids, grown kids too, but teenagers especially. Share what you learn and then you understand it better and then others can be helped too. Win-win. Okay, so I have so much to say today. Um, I just love this stuff. So we've talked about building up your inner castle. We've talked about recognizing dragon thoughts, writing them down, destroying them, and then putting in your brain something positive instead. And I hope you've been able to practice this and get the feel for taking back control of your mind and the positive effects that can come from that. Um, My visual for this, for when we put inside of our brains what we want. It's like planting flowers in your kingdom. Isn't that nice? It's like you're planting beautiful flowers that bring you happiness and joy. I mean, think about it. Here the dragon thought is, you're not worth anything. And you take that out of your mind by writing it down and destroying it. Or hey, you could even visualize it this way. The dragon has planted weeds inside your mind to sort of take over your garden of thinking. These weeds are like noxious weeds that take over everything else. And when you pull these weeds out, you have a room to plant beautiful flowers or whatever you choose to put inside the garden of your mind. Or you could even plant some beautiful, strong trees that grow into solid giants of positive thinking that don't bend in the wind. So you get to choose the flowers and the trees that will bring you more joy, more peaceful feelings about yourself and about your life. So after you've weeded the dragon thoughts out, maybe the you're not worth anything thought, you can plant in there, I am worth it, plus I'm really creative, or whatever. What kinds of feelings come from those two very different thoughts? I'm not worth anything, that totally brings you down, versus I am worth it, plus I'm really creative. So destroy the dragons, then plant what you want. Beautiful flowers and trees that create peace. I love it. Okay, I've said this before, but I want to say it again. You do have a choice over what you think. It's different than feelings. I'm not saying to choose your feelings. I'm saying to choose your thoughts. That's where it starts. 
and nobody else can do this for you and nobody else can take this power away from you. You always have the choice to choose what you're going to think. Free agency, the one thing that no human on earth could ever take away from you. It's yours. And every person has this ability or this gift. You get to choose. It's a heck of a lot easier to choose your thoughts than it is to choose your feelings. And I don't even think it's possible to choose to be happy without choosing the thoughts that lead you there. And it's not always easy, but it is your free agency. So exercise this power to choose like you would exercise your muscles. Get stronger at being able to choose what you want to believe about yourself, about other people, about the world. The power of choice. Okay, okay, okay. I'll get to what we're going to talk about today. Um, We're going to talk about negative thinking habits. And my visual for this in our kingdom is ruts. Ruts that you have made by thinking a certain way for so long. And these are the ruts you get steered right into all too often that take you down that same old path of negative thinking. When I was newly married, my husband and I decided that we would take our little red truck and go up into the mountains to do some hiking. So we're driving up to the trailhead along a dirt road. We're going, going along, driving, driving. And pretty soon the road got a little tricky in this one spot. And my husband had to steer around a big rut in the road where too many trucks had already gone and worn down the road so that there was this big rut, the exact size of a car tire. You've seen ruts like that in dirt roads before, I'm sure. They can get pretty deep. So we drove around it and we're back on the road going, going. And pretty soon we come up to a bigger rut that went a little longer. And he was able to maneuver the truck so that we avoided that rut too. Well, we keep going up the road and there start to be more and more ruts that are harder to steer around. And in this one section, we kind of got sucked right into a rut because that's kind of where the road forced our tires to go. And our wheels slipped into this deep rut and they were forced to go along that rut for quite some time. But all the while, the bottom of the truck is, you know, getting scraped by the ground, you know, because the ruts on both sides are so deep. And then there were the ruts that we got stuck in and we had to get out and, you know, tried to push the truck or dig around the tire, do all kinds of maneuvers to get us out of these ruts. So that road kind of forced us into these and we weren't able to easily get out of them. Now, this to me is a fantastic visual for the kinds of ruts that you have worn into your mind thinking habits, these ruts inside the kingdom of your mind. And I'm talking about the negative ruts, the places that you'd rather not be, but you find yourself there a lot, mostly because when these ruts formed, you were very young and you weren't able to control your thinking. So that rut got formed. And now when you're much older, it's just the natural course that your mind takes because that's when the habit was formed when you were a child. It's habit. It's what it's used to. Your mind gets sort of driven into these ruts of thinking. For example, when you face a challenge, maybe your thinking and your self-talk 
slips into a rut. The same way of thinking every time you're faced with challenges. Ruts might be pretty deep too, and your brain just automatically goes there in those certain situations because of habit. Maybe you always think, I can't do this. When you try to finish a goal or something, you have this habit of thinking, I can't do this, and then you give up. That's what I'm talking about with these negative ruts that you get stuck in. Try to think of your negative thinking habits. When a certain type of situation presents itself in your life, how do you respond? What are those occasions that are stressful, that are scary, that are hard, that you tend to slip into negative thinking habits? Those negative ruts where you end up getting frazzled or wound into a knot or that keep you stuck. So with my example of being faced with a challenge and you automatically think, I can't do this, and then you give up, do you recognize that thought? I can't do this. Dragon thought. The dragon thoughts steer you into those deep ruts where you get stuck. The little influence in your mind that tries to keep things negative, that keeps you fearful and doubting and keeping yourself small. Dragon thoughts. So are you thinking about what your ruts are that get you steered into those negative thinking habits that keep you stuck? When I was in college, I took some neuroscience classes and learned about what happens in our brain when habits start to form. And I love this class with the neurons and axons, dendrites and synapses, all that stuff. It was so interesting to learn what actually goes on inside our brain in these actual measurable ways when we start to form habits. Our brain literally makes new pathways every time we do some action. The neurons, neurons start to connect with each other the more times that you do something. And pretty soon after it has connected one link at a time, it has formed an actual pathway from one part of your brain to another part. You know, think of something that you do every single day. Like when you go to swipe your phone to check your messages every day. Do you have to think about how to swipe your phone every time you do it? You know, like, now let's see, I press this button with this finger with about this much pressure to turn it on. And then I have to lift this finger over to here. I press about this hard. And then I rub my fingers across the screen about two inches. And then, no. Because after so many times of swiping your phone, your brain starts making a pathway that kind of puts you into automatic mode so that you don't have to think about it. Your brain is so incredible. It picks up on these things to save you time and having to remember how to do stuff. And that works out so well for your brain because once it's figured out, it doesn't have to waste any more energy figuring it out over and over again. There's a neural pathway that has formed and your brain slips right into this automatic pathway without giving it a second thought. There's no consciousness to it anymore. It has become a habit. So your beliefs, your coping strategies, all of these have formed a deep pathway inside your brain, literally. Now, obviously in certain situations like checking your phone every day, 
This is a really great thing for you because it saves you time and effort. If you had to carefully think through the steps of driving a car every single time you got inside of it to go somewhere, it would take so long and it would take up so much thinking power. So it's a great thing for your brain to form these pathways. But when do you think it is not such a great thing for you? How about always thinking somebody hates you if they don't answer your text? You know, there's just so many places where this is not helpful. But the good news is your brain can make new pathways. And that's what you've started doing already when you've built your castle and when you've started fighting dragons. Now, this is kind of an endurance test. When you go into battle with dragon thoughts, it's not like a one and done thing, obviously, because of what we've just learned about ruts or habits. It's going to take some consistency to form a whole new pathway. And as long as you realize this, you can stay in a place of hope as you're trying to make these changes. Know that as you choose better ways of thinking consistently, like you've learned, you're creating a new pathway and starting to abandon that old rut, you know, let it become grown over, disappear. And you actually physically build a new neural pathway of thinking inside your brain. And these pathways take you to such a happier place inside your kingdom. The feelings that follow, the actions, the results, so much more empowering and positive. Just like we learned in these last few episodes, you fight the dragons, replace them with positive plus another positive. You're reading your personalized positive traits list often. Um, You're doing it. You're getting yourself out of the ruts already. You're forming new pathways. And as you practice this, you start to notice your negative hamster wheels of thinking that keep rolling you right down into those ruts. You notice. And you know that it's just a matter of consistency to reach a higher level, a better way of thinking. And now you can start to notice when, like maybe you set a goal or something, you'll start to notice what your brain starts to automatically think about that goal. It automatically thinks about what capabilities you have, and you'll start to notice what those negative ruts are, the automatic thinking that you might be in that keep you stuck. And some people call these limiting beliefs. Maybe you've heard that term. Now, here's a little something interesting to think about. So you've been learning how to differentiate between sort of the good and the bad thoughts, right? Dragon thoughts, bad. Positive thoughts, good. Well, these ruts you have, these neural pathways, were not created on the basis of what's good or bad. Okay, this is really interesting to think about. So when you were a kid, a little kid between the ages of zero and around 10 years old, you were forming all kinds of neural pathways. And guess what? Not all these pathways were good. The pathways you developed as a child were based on what was familiar to you. Your brain starts forming neural pathways based on what's 
familiar, not necessarily what's good or bad. So when you go to fight dragon thoughts, you have to realize that your brain is not sorting out what's good and bad. I mean, certainly that's what you're doing on a conscious level. You're telling your brain what's good and what's bad, but you also have to consider what was put into your brain as a child. What is familiar to your brain? It wants to go back to what's familiar, those ruts. Your brain is sorting through information based on what's familiar and unfamiliar. Does that make sense? Um, Let me give an example. So when you were little and you watched your dad and mom fight about money, your brain started making pathways of thinking that told you money causes contention. So without you even knowing, realizing, or being able to make any choice about it, like it or not, this pathway was automatically put into your brain even if it's not a good program to have. It's a program that you now run by. The more you saw your parents arguing about money, the deeper that rut got inside the kingdom of your mind. Money equals contention. Got it. Program set, pathway developed, rut made. And there it shall stay clear into adulthood. That's what's familiar to your brain. And now it takes the path of least resistance, the path that's already been formed until you listen to these podcasts and you're like, wait, I can change this. Now, if you've studied the subconscious mind at all, this will make more sense. So people think it's just this fight in your brain between what's good and bad. Then you realize there's more. Your brain wants to expend the least amount of effort. It takes effort to change, so it would rather not. People have understood this to be that your brain will gravitate towards what's comfortable. It doesn't want to be uncomfortable, but it goes a little deeper than that. It's more a matter of what's familiar to your brain. That's what it gravitates towards. And those are the things that were put inside your wide open kingdom when you were young. Your blank canvas of a kingdom when you had no filter, and it was just the luck of the draw. Whatever circumstance you happen to be born into, like it or not, those are the programs that were put inside your young little self. And these are the programs running in your subconscious. Your brain automatically chooses what's familiar to you. And this is created from your experiences as a kid. Are you following along? So it makes sense that if you've been struggling to make lasting change in your life, and maybe you've been fighting dragons and seeing some good change, but there's still these ruts of thinking that keep you sliding right into them. It's around certain situations. For example, money. If the rut was developed in your young little kingdom that money equals contention, then that's what's familiar to your brain And your brain wants to stay in that rut because it's been there forever. It's what it knows. Too much effort to try to think a different way. Even if that new way of thinking is a good way of thinking, your brain still gravitates towards what's familiar, not towards what's good. So by you starting to fight dragons, starting to mess with things, shake things up a little bit, your brain is going to have to make some changes that it doesn't want to. Your brain doesn't want to change. Too much effort. 
It made those neural pathways for a reason. And when you start fighting dragons, taking back your control, waking up your brain, you're going to get some pushback, some resistance from your brain. So if you go to choose a new thought like money brings peace or money brings happiness, your brain is going to fight back and say, nah, no, it doesn't. Remember when you were four and your parents were fighting over money? Remember when you were seven and your parents were still fighting over money? Remember when you wanted that new bike and you asked your parents and then they got in a fight about money? You know, your brain brings up all these memories about what's familiar to it to prove to you that this new thought, money will bring me happiness, is not true. Your brain doesn't want to do any extra work to believe a new way of thinking. It already has a rut of thinking that is already there inside your brain, and that's the path it's going to stay on. Let's look at another example. What if every time you're faced with a new opportunity, your brain goes right into this rut called, what if something bad happens? What if something goes wrong? I know my brain can sure go down that rut sometimes. And of course, you take precautions always, but you don't push away what might be good opportunities based solely on the fear of what if something goes wrong. And that's the rut you're stuck in. So it goes back to when you were a kid. This belief pattern got put into your brain when you were little. Maybe when you were first learning to ride a bike, you fell and scraped your knee. You know, your brain started to form a pathway that said, trying something new equals pain. And you try something else new, like swinging on a swing for the first time, and you end up falling over onto your head or something. Your brain adds to that pathway, trying something new equals pain. Something bad happens when I try something new. Okay, and then over time, with more experience, your brain has that rut formed. And now that's what's familiar. And now that's what shall stay in your brain forevermore until you change it. Just understanding what's going on here is huge for you. Now you understand what it takes to change a mindset. It makes more sense why you've had problems changing the direction of your life or why you keep attracting the same miserable thing into your life. But good news you're still forming new neural pathways inside your brain and you'll continue to form them for the rest of your life as you learn new things. So there is hope. Your brain is still growing. Yay for all of us. So with some effort, consistent effort that your brain won't like at first because it's like, ugh, I already made this connection about money. Why am I making a new one? Or, um, remember what happened on that bike the first time you rode it? I'm here to remind you that it's not safe to try new things. You know, but with consistent effort on your part, you certainly can build new pathways. Pathways of positive thinking. And now that you're older, you can tell your brain that you've matured now from being a four-year-old and you're more mature, you're ready to handle a better way. A better way of being. So if you're used to thinking... What if something goes wrong? Try making a new pathway by thinking, what if things work out? What if things go right? You tell your brain what you want it to do. You are in charge. Your brain does not control you. You control it. And it will keep wanting to slide back into old ways, 
to what got there first. You just keep putting in the new input until it becomes familiar to your brain. Your brain is attracted to what's familiar. It doesn't care whether it's good or bad. It's what's familiar. So you tell your brain, what if things go right? And then pretend that things don't go right. You know, just pretend. Okay, so you're still a more mature person and you can better handle the results now, now that you're more mature, when things don't go right. So you don't have to be so scared anymore to try new things. So you plug in new thoughts like, what if things go right? I trust myself to be able to handle whatever comes. This is so much more empowering and mature than the thoughts of a six-year-old. Okay, can you think of examples in your life where you go back to what's familiar? This might take some journaling. When you write stuff out, you can see it and sort it out so much easier. You know, ahas come quicker. You can get it out of your head and see it in front of you so that you can manage things. So journal about what keeps showing up for you that's negative in your life. Notice when you go to set a goal or what happens when you face a challenge. Identify the thoughts that trigger the negative cycle that keeps you in negative moods, actions, and results. Then change those thoughts right at the beginning to what you do want, just like we learned, fighting the dragons. Then stay consistent in your new thoughts. Journal about what could be the program, maybe, that's running the show. What's the rut? The neural pathway that was formed when you were younger. What messages did you get from your parents when you were young? What other influencers in your life at that time shaped your belief system, your thoughts around money or dating or people or the world, whatever you're struggling with, whatever that is. So start journaling answers to questions like, what is stressing me out right now in my life or just today that I want to change? What's the most common thing that goes through my head about this? And what's my emotional response to this? You know, these are all just to get your thoughts rolling. Journal about when I am facing a trial, what are the most common thoughts I have? Or can I remember any specific events as a kid where my beliefs might have been formed? And it's all right if you can't remember anything specific from your childhood. Oh, and I want to point out that when you're thinking about your past life experiences, and what or who might have planted these subconscious programs in your mind, don't be tempted to slide into blaming people. This is not about blaming your parents or your siblings, teachers, friends, whoever might have influenced your subconscious beliefs. No, 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 no. Those people only projected those limiting beliefs onto you because it's what they had as well. We all got problems. No need to point fingers here. All you're doing is taking responsibility now for where you're at and what you can change. You have no control over the past. Let it be what it is. You do have control over you right now. You're just using the past to understand yourself today so that you can change. So journal. The more you write, the better. Or you can type. I'm a much faster typer than I am a penciler. 
but write out the details, write about people involved. You don't have to be structured at all. Just let it flow. Your brain will start to piece things together and you'll be able to identify your negative ruts. You'll know what you have to work on as far as consistency and you'll understand why you've struggled to change. Now, after you've come to realize what your ruts have been all these years or your familiar neural pathways or your subconscious programs, you're now going to rewrite your story. You're going to write the beliefs that you want to believe today. You're giving your brain new instruction about how to view yourself, other people, the world, how to achieve goals, whatever is your rut that keeps you stuck and keeps you from progressing, you write out a new story. Write out what you want to believe about that. Whether or not a memory or an experience is involved to that, that's not as important. You may not have found a specific memory and that's okay. As long as you've identified the rut of thinking, you'll be able to start changing things up. So after you've written your story, your new story, you read it often, get it put inside your brain, do what it takes to get that new story familiar to your brain. Involve as many senses as you can when you're putting in this new story. Feel into it. Imagine yourself already that new person in that new circumstance. Then watch yourself as you're presented with these same situations in your life and see where your thinking goes if it's different. Remember, you're in charge of your thinking. So when a new opportunity presents itself and you can't see the future of it, Instead of steering into the rut of what if something bad happens, try thinking, what if something good happens? I believe in myself enough to be able to handle whatever happens. Change up your thinking, make new neural pathways. It can take a lot of courage and some real mental gymnastics to steer your thinking in a new way, but you're exercising this new power that you've discovered. Your mental muscles will become so strong and really it's the neural pathways that are being formed. So once you stick to that new way of thought for long enough, it won't be so hard because your brain will have a new, more positive thinking path to go down now. Does that make sense? Alrighty, that is all we have time for today. I so much hope that you have learned something helpful today, some new way to empower yourself. And if you already knew this, maybe this was just a good reminder for you. You have the power to change. Find those old ways of thinking, those negative ruts that keep you stuck. Abandon those ruts and the things that steer you towards the dragon thoughts that bring you down. Teach your brain new pathways. Imagine you're standing at a fork in the road. One path goes off into a dark, muddy road full of ruts discouragement and frustration and the other path goes higher up into a beautiful green meadow filled with flowers light and peace you get to choose which pathway you're going to walk this is your free agency this is where you do have control in your life right at the beginning you choose the direction of your steps i hope you can feel that sense of empowerment within you I hope you'll work on yourself and be able to feel the reward of your efforts and know that you are so worth it. 
Alrighty, see you next time.